Welcome to the Bishop Strickland Hour. My name's Terry Barber. I'm with Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and this is the highlight of my week. I get to speak to Bishop Joseph Strickland about the Catholic faith, and I can't. You must have boring weeks, Terry. (laughs) That's right. I love it, Bishop Strickland. You know, we start every radio show here at Virgin Most Powerful with the Memorare, and uh, you you pray it with us. So, could we start the show live on the air, praying the Memorare, please? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Remember, O gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do we cry, to thee before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions. But in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Bishop Strickland. Tell us about your your, your uh, interest in that prayer. Well, it's a beautiful prayer, mm-hmm. and it's a reassurance that Mary is with us. She is with us. She's praying for us. Even if we ignore her son and ignore her, she's praying for all of us. She's praying for every leader of the world to every child that is just beginning to learn to walk. She's praying for all of us. She's a mother. It's not like, well, I like those kids, but I don't care about those kids. She loves every human being that God has given life to. And the memorari reminds us of that. I think it's like so many beautiful prayers in our Catholic tradition. We need to really believe what these prayers say Mm. and offer them with heartfelt faith that Remember, O gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known Mm. that you failed to respond. She may not respond in her prayer, and the will of the Father may not be what we want, but she may not respond exactly the way we think she should. But doesn't that happen with our own mothers? Absolutely. They know what's best for us. And certainly Mary knows that the Father's will is what is best for us. So I encourage everybody to to adopt the memorari as a a go-to prayer when they're struggling. And we all struggle. Sometimes more than once a day, there's an issue that we really are challenged by. I know that's true for me. It's true for all of us. So the memorari is a beautiful prayer. We need to believe what these prayers say and listen, just like sacred scripture. This is the word of God. And I, I accuse myself before anybody else that I'll see these scripture passages, it's like, bang, finally, it sinks into my thick head. And we need to listen. What is the word of God telling us every Sunday? If you're able to go to daily mass, listen to those words. Read the Bible and say, Lord, speak to me today. Well said, Bishop Strickland. And I know um, the reason I had started at Virgin Most Powerful praying the memorari is because it's a family tradition in the barbers. And even when my mother was dying, who spent 30 years of her life working with me at St. Joseph Communications, you know, duplicating cassette tapes and clamming shells for Lighthouse see, uh, Lighthouse Catholic Media. And uh, you know, at the end of her life, she just kept working. But uh, she died of brain cancer. And when in her last hour, we were saying prayers, praying the rosary. But the last prayer that we prayed with my mother was the memorari. And I just thought that was so appropriate when she passed and we just had finished the memorari. So I appreciate well, your- And my mother's the one that taught me ah. to pray the memorari. That's great. Um, 
Just a funny thing that occurs to yeah. me, Terry. Tell me. You know, it's sort of off topic, but right. was your family, do you know your family heritage? I were do. you barbers? Yeah, we were, no, yeah, our, on that was side. Was that your profession? Yeah, on, our, on my dad's side, correct, in England, actually. Okay. My mom's side were Lebanese. I'm half Lebanese. I, I, I hate to tell you this, but my great-great-grandfather was a general in the army. He, he was a fighter, yeah, and he was a Christian. And so what, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I have some interesting blood on both sides yeah. of my family. But it's interesting with names like, because Strickland, what's that? But, but Barber, Barber there. a lot of times they're rooted in That's right. that what that name says. You got it. It was a Barber family. That's right. That's right. Well, Bishop Strickland, you've been busy this past week, and I'm always <laughs> enjoying your tweets. And I, I, I love the same theme that throughout the year you're talking about the issue of our lifetime, which is the unborn baby that's being slaughtered through abortion. And on September 7th, you said, live as if your life was number one day, and after you die, you will either spend eternity with God or without God. This is the teaching of Jesus. You notice he didn't say this is Bishop Strickland's teaching. No, this is the teaching of Jesus Christ. Your life may actually be thousands of days. But in contrast to eternity, life here is but a day. And I like this responsibility. Bishop Strickland says, as a pastor, this is what I personally want. to. No, he says, this is what I must preach. And I thank you for that. But I want to ask you, uh, why are you bringing up, I call it the four last things. I mean, that life is short and eternity is forever. But isn't that something that we should be thinking about daily, Bishop Strickland? Absolutely. We should all get up in the morning yeah. and thank God for another day mm -hmm. and not presume that tomorrow there'll be another. Amen. That's exactly what we do. And I know that's counter to what I do in life. I mean, I got this calendar on my phone, an online calendar, and it's <laughs> it's booked. It's it has stuff for 2021. Yeah. And and that's how the world works. It's OK. Yeah. But that's not what we put our faith in. Right. We put our faith in. Being faithful today, trying to turn from sin and live the gospel today. Yep. Don't put it off to tomorrow because tomorrow may never come. So, and it's very basic and we all know it. You know, even the atheist knows they might not be here tomorrow. Um, and they need to wake up and recognize that atheist is the wrong way to be because God is there sustaining them in life, even though they don't believe in him. I mean, that's an awesome love of God that he doesn't say, if you'll believe in me, I'll let you live. He just loves us into existence and then gives us the freedom to say, eh, I don't believe in you. I mean, it's yeah. it's so silly if we really think about it. Well, Bishop Strickland, I always to say, I would like to say it, an attitude of gratitude is welcome just about everywhere. And what I'm hearing you in these weeks and months of listening to you here on the, your hour, is that you're really just going back to the fundamentals of the Catholic faith. And I think about Jess Romero, my partner on the Terry and Jesse show. He was a kickboxing champion. And when I asked him, Jess, what did you work on as a champion boxer constantly? He said the fundamentals. Well, I was an all-league baseball player. I, played, I tried out for the Oakland A's. I was a professional umpire. So sports were big with me. What did I work on as a baseball player in hitting? The fundamentals. And so I apply that to my Catholic faith. You know, we don't need more scholars as much as I like scholars. My nephew, Dr. Michael Barber, is a scholar, all right? Love it. 
We need more saints. And if I read it right, Bishop Strickland, uh, you don't need to have a Ph.D. to be a saint. You need faith in Jesus Christ, and you need humility. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Okay, well, now let's, let's go to your second tweet. Your second tweet really touches me because it's talking about the Catholics in China. You say, pray for the Catholics in China, so many other areas of the world, right, where the faith is suppressed. This bishop sets a great example regarding our response to persecutors, a bless and do not curse them. Why don't you set the stage, what's going on with this bishop, and tell us a little bit about him, because we've talked about him on our show, and he's a great, a great model, but obviously he inspired you as a bishop. Tell us what's going on there. Well, I just saw it online, and he's under serious persecution. He's not allowed to practice his call to be a bishop. Right. And uh, it, I, I don't remember the details, but— I do. It's— his life very well could be threatened. That's right. If he just exercises his faith and lives it. Yep. And it's just tragic how that's unfolding in China. And it's being allowed yeah. by the world governments and even by the church. It's just, oh, well, we'll just cooperate with communist China. And we know that communist means no church. Right. I mean, I'd love for, you know, John Paul II to, to be on the scene dealing with it because he would blast him. I mean, well, he... he he lived it. That's right. And so many have lived what communism really is about. And God gets in their way. So their their mission is to get rid of God. And so pretending that they're going to allow the Catholic Church, which is even still with all the problems we have, it's still the beacon of supernatural truth for the world. And to allow it to really operate in a atheistic, communistic system it doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. And we can pretend that it is, but it's not. And I think this bishop is one example. And look at his beautiful faith. Yeah. Bless and do not curse them. He's in the middle of it. I mean, it's the, the gospel of Jesus saying, love your enemies. One of the things about this bishop, uh, uh, Bishop Strickland, I was moved by was he basically got thrown out onto the streets, no shelter. Just think of it this way. Bishop Strickland, tomorrow they come knocking on your door. The government and the church say, Strickland, you're done. I mean, you know, like, what? What? You're out. Yeah. And so now the people are supporting him in any way they can. But if you know, if you do it, if I did, if I supported you publicly, I would pay a terrible price for doing that. That's the situation he's in. And here we are. Bishop Strickland, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty comfortable in my seat right here. There's nobody pointing a gun at me. How about you? Yeah. No, no, but that that could come. Yeah, um, it could come. That's what we have to speak out about the truth and bring people into the light because, I mean, China's a long way off, but it's still on this planet. And communism was just around the corner, and it seems to be just around the corner here. Um, you know, we, we can't be asleep. Right, right. It's time. It's a, it's a wake-up call for us Catholics worldwide to fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. When we come back, we'll talk more that'll inspire you to do just that.
Welcome, Daniel. You're on the line. What's on your mind, brother? Hi, I just wanted to share a testimony about Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I had a buddy at work who, you know, he's a lukewarm Catholic guy, and I wanted him to start listening to the Terry and Jesse show, so I kept telling him to download the app, and he kept putting me off. So one day, I grabbed his phone, and I downloaded the app <laughs> for him. I went on vacation, and you know, I kept telling him to listen to it. He was kind of put me off. I came back from vacation. He comes to my cubicle, and he says to me, Hey, man, I've been listening to Terry and Jesse's show, and it's great. And it's uh, made a big impact in his life. The guy, he's going to weekly adoration a couple times a wow. week. He goes to the Mass in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, he's an on-fire Catholic, and he promotes the Terry and Jesse show on the Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Daniel, what a testimony, and I want to encourage our listeners to get those cards by going to virginmostpowerfulradio.org and uh, do what Daniel's doing. Go out and spread the faith by inviting people to listen to Virgin Most Powerful. Daniel, thanks for your testimony, brother. God love you. You're welcome. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we come to understand. According to St. Augustine, understanding is the reward of faith. Therefore, seek not to understand that you may believe, but believe that you may understand. May God grant us a strong living faith in Him and His divine plan of salvation and help us to believe so that we may understand. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. We just talked about the church in China, so keep those folks in prayer. I was reading earlier, Bishop Strickland, that China could be the largest Christian country in the entire world in the next 30 years because of the underground church. So, you know, there's an old saying, and as you know it, from, you know, the, the persecuted church is, the, is, is, the, is going to be the church of the future because when they're persecuted, they really know their faith. Bishop. Well, you certainly see that in Poland. Yeah, um, there's a good example. And now the persecution is lifted. They're starting to slip a little, yeah, but yeah. we pray that they will stay faithful because that was exactly what happened in Poland. Yep. Bishop Strickland, I had a clip, and I don't have it now, but Father James Altman, uh, thank you publicly, because last week you talked about how you sent a tweet, um, you know, thanking him for calling us bishops to more fidelity to Christ in his church, basically. And um, he said on his clip that he wanted to shake your hand. Uh, if you had him in your office, what would you say to him right now? Well, I'd say thank you for having the guts to speak up, even though it's not a popular message for many. Um, I think we need to speak up in the love of Christ. Amen. And certainly, Father James got a little, you know, carried away. But we all do when we get when we when we believe something. I do. I'd rather say, you know, yeah, I got a little carried away than not say anything. And most are not saying anything. And, um, you know, since 
I supported Father Altman. Um, I've gotten lots of uh, emails and phone calls, many supportive, many condemning me. Yeah. Um, it's not an opinion poll. It's not, <laughs> well, what by popular vote, uh, let's all, let's have a popular vote. I mean, certainly that's the way this country works when it works is democratic votes in elections. Sure. But the truth is not up for election. Nope. It's not a popular opinion poll. Nope. And too often it's treated that way. So, you know, I love, I know we talk a lot about Fulton Sheen, but he was very clear that just because the whole world says it, it can be wrong. If it's not the truth, it doesn't matter if the vast majority of 99% of the people say X is the truth. Yeah. If it's not, it doesn't really matter. And so that reminds us to be very, especially when it comes to faith, God has revealed the truth to us. He didn't say, here, here's your world and y'all vote on whether you like this or that. God revealed to us through his son. He's the person of revelation. And frankly, Terry, the closer, and I need to continue to grow closer to Christ. I'm just beginning to know him, really, Amen. because he's, he's the infinite Lord of love and mercy and life. So none of us can say, oh, I know Jesus and I can move on. I've, I've gotten to know Jesus. It's some, it, he is the one we need to continue to know. But I can tell you, it's only in knowing Jesus just a little Amen. as a bishop yeah. that it gives me the guts to say, I'm going to support this priest who is, you know, I knew, you know, there would be repercussions, but we need to speak up in the name of Jesus Christ for the sake of our brothers and sisters. The prophets tell us to. Yep. The prophets tell us, you better speak against evil and for the good, or you just remain silent, then basically you're saying, oh, evil's okay. It won't be too bad. You know, we'll just get along and everything will keep humming along. And we've thought that in this nation for a long time. But I think we're seeing that it starts to unravel and it takes time. I mean, one thing we have to remember, Terry, Tell me. God is timeless. Mm. We think, Oh, it's going to happen tomorrow or oh, November is such a big month where this big election. We get carried away with ourselves. God is timeless and all powerful. And here we are running around like we're in charge. And what we've learned in, in 2020 is I don't think we're in charge yeah, thank because you. <laughs> the big stamp over 2020 is canceled. Exactly. Everything I planned, everything you planned. Everything we thought was going to be happening in September 2020, it was canceled. <laughs> and we're trying to reshape a whole new reality. Maybe we can learn in the most important lesson, let's seek what God's plan is. What's God planning? And his plan is not according to time, but according to the unfolding of his love. And we need to remember that. Well said. I always say the Ten Commandments are not suggestions. Uh, you know, they, there's no expiration date on those Ten Commandments or on the Bible. Uh, you mentioned Father James Altman, but another uh, prelate, Archbishop Vigano, uh, that you've actually supported, he came out with another interview. And, uh, <coughs> and, and very. It's, I read everything on the interview. It took me a long time to read it. But it, it seems like he is the John the Baptist of our church today, uh, saying that, look, we need to repent and turn back to Christ. And he said it this way, Bishop Strickland. 
he said that we're putting our trust as a church right now. Now, this is our church that I'm a member of. I'm part of that mystical body. But I, 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 and he's pointing the finger at me as much as you or anyone else. He's saying that we're putting too much trust in man rather than God. Do you think yeah. that he's on to something? Absolutely. And thankfully, other, other church leaders, cardinals, uh, different people have spoken up. And yeah. it, that's the message we, as shepherds, need to get out there. We don't trust in ourselves. Amen. I mean, this coming Sunday's gospel will remind us of that. God's ways are not our ways. And we need to remember that. And we need to not think, you know, like I said, we think we're in charge and we just we're like a little kid with a toy. We will not let go. <laughs> I will not let go. It's mine. And we're going to monkey around with this world until we really mess it up because we think we can run it all. And it's just not the truth. My, my thought on that is if God stopped thinking about Bishop Strickland or Terry Barber, we would cease to exist. And well, that's not just your thought. That's basic theology Amen. of what the church teaches us. We are here because of the thought of love of wow. God. Everything exists. Think about and, that one for a minute. And God could just say, I think I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> Boom. We're gone. Exactly. And in free, what I always say, because I know both of us deal with the question, is this the end of the world? Is yeah, this all the end times? I'm who knows? Yeah. Jesus said only the Father knows. That's right. But what I think we do need to remember, it might be the end of your world. I mean, this, it's not in any way beyond imagining that this might be the last time we talk. I agree with you. It could happen. And Bishop Strickland. Am I ready? Are you ready? No, I we want to be. be. And Bishop Strickland, we've talked about this, that life is short and eternity is forever. But we've also thought about Every time we go to Holy Mass and receive Holy Communion, I was taught this 30 years ago, and I think it's as true as it was because it's the truth. Every time we go to Mass, think about this, folks. Think that this might be your last time to receive Holy Communion. I think yeah. about that. This, I'm, we're going to Mass tonight, and I'm thinking, I'm excited we get to go receive Holy Communion. I'm going to be present at that one eternal sacrifice. Are you kidding me? A taste of heaven on earth. And so this it's a well-known, you know, prayer that a lot of sacristies have, a lot of priests say, "Father, celebrate this mass is it if 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 it is if it was your first mass and your only mass yep. and your last mass." And I I mean I think it's just in our human nature we have to keep reminding ourselves to keep that focus because we all think we're going to be here forever even though we do know logically that we're all going to die. Right. Especially, we know that, especially the younger you are, the more you think you're just going to be here forever. And sadly, that gets young people killed tragically and early in their life because they, you know, take risks and do things that are stupid Yep. because they think, oh, you know, I'm going to be here forever. I think we're old enough. We've learned. And probably, I mean, I can speak for myself. I'm a little thankful I'm not going to be here forever. Oh, me too. I want to be here as long as it's God's will that I'm here. But I'm, you know, I'm ready to get off this mortal coil I'm when it's you. when he's ready for me. I'm with you. Bishop Strickland, last tweet you did, and it kind of ties into this world and the next world, the Holy Eucharist. Um, you said now uh, you, it would be, if this was on September 11th when we pray for 
the 2001, all those thousands of people that died, you said that Mother Angelica had a statement. She said, it is sad to realize that as so many believe Jesus is present in the Blessed Sacrament, they, we, us, are so seldom visit him. Men travel across oceans to see ancient ruins. They see paintings, landscapes, celebrities, and mountains. But they do not think of going into a simple church around the corner to visit, are you ready, the creator of all beauty. Man, Mother Angelica nailed it there, and I'm glad you tweeted that. I think, Bishop Strickland, you're on to something because I hear people going, I'm going to go see this seer. They know the news when the end of the world is. Uh, they know this. They know that. Oh, I want to check this out. And for years, I've always said, you know what? Go to Mass. Go to see the Eucharist. There's bigger miracles there. You don't know what this person is. But why did you tweet that at this point of history right now about the Eucharist? Well, because, I mean, here's Mother Angelica many years ago mm-hmm. lamenting that people believe, but they're not going to worship him, to be with him, to be strengthened in his presence. Yeah. Now, as we know, and I think Mother Angelica would really be lamenting that so many don't believe. Yep. Why are we probably maybe 30 years after she said that? Yep. Um, why are we in this place? It's because people who did believe didn't bother to go before his presence and be strengthened in his presence. And so the, the belief gradually erodes. And then the next generation that comes along says, well, mom and dad must not really believe that, even though they wouldn't say that. But they're good. You know, we learn by our actions, by example. You know, a, a young person that saw mom or dad going to Eucharistic adoration as a kid. Yep. That has an impact. That has more impact than all the talking that mom or dad could do to see them get up extra early and go and pray at the church. Dad, where are you going so early? I'm going to pray and I have an hour of adoration. And then maybe as they're older, they get to go along with them. That example, you know, sadly, too many didn't, you know, as Mother Angelica is lamenting, too many didn't give that example. And now people don't even believe, much less ignore going to the tabernacle, even though they do believe. Now they don't believe. They think, oh, the tabernacle is just a nice box with some bread in it that kind of reminds us of Jesus. And that's just not the truth of what our Catholic faith knows is the truth. And we've that's why, you know, I keep, I mean, that's one of the things. Um, I'm a broken record. I just Good. keep repeating the sanctity of life, the reverence for the Eucharist, you know, turn from sin, you know, read the scriptures. I mean, it's all basic stuff going to the fundamentals. Amen. I mean, it, the Ten Commandments are basic guides for living humanity, much less seeking eternity. And we need to seek eternity. Amen. Mr. Strickland, wow, if I had more time, I want to, well, you know what? We'll come back. I'm going to give it a little tease. But Archbishop Vigano said something in his letter that you told us two weeks ago about what happened in 1968 with the sexual revolution and Humana Vitae. I'll bring that up when we come back. You're listening to the Bishop Strickland Hour on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. My name's Terry Barber. You won't want to miss what he has to say. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Jesse Romero from the Terry and Jesse Show, also from Jesus 911. Let's face it, we all need to use the internet, but we need screen accountability. Why? Pornography is a huge problem, especially on the internet. And every time we tap into the internet, we get bombarded with images and temptations that degrade our humanity. So we need covenant eyes to block these pornographic sites and advertisements from infiltrating our lives. Covenant Eyes helps us take custody of our eyes and custody of our intellect. So I recommend you go to CovenantEyes.com and type in the promo code, the NPR, to support the network. Protect yourself and your family from the eminent threats on the Internet. www.CovenantEyes.com Code VMPR Live Porn Free. Thank you for listening to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Thank you. God bless you. Keep the faith. If you shop on Amazon.com, there's an easy way to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Just visit smile.amazon.com and type in Catholic Resource Center under the desired charity. Now, when you log into your Amazon account and purchase products, a portion of it will automatically go to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio at no cost to you. Thanks in advance for supporting CRC and VMPR, and may God richly bless you and your family. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. I promise you we're going to get to that seventh commandment. But I got to tell you, Bishop Strickland, you know, your fundamentals of Catholicism that you're talking about. There's another archbishop who's saying the same thing. His name is Archbishop Carlo Marie Vigano. And on the Feast of the Holy Name of Mary, he did an interview, and he talked about what you mentioned two weeks ago about the sexual revolution and how it affected not only the secular world, but it got inside our church regarding Humani Vitae. And I just wanted to um, reiterate, if you could, what Bishop Vigano talked about and that how... Uh, we didn't, as bishops, uh, as a church, communicate clearly the church's teachings on something that St. Pope John Paul, no, St. Paul VI articulated in a document called Humana Vitae. Absolutely, Terry. And, and certainly there are many threads to our, you know, fragmented a world today. Yeah. But I think that is a major, because it is the very root of a lack of respect for life Mm. and where we, and sadly most of the bishops at the time and since then, and uh, you know, most Catholics have followed their shepherds 
And so the va again, the opinion polls would say, oh, the Catholic Church is so antiquated with this idea of contraception. But it's the truth. Yeah. And it basically is that very, as we were talking about, it's, it's the fundamental of the sanctity of life. Mm. If we say we can interfere with conception, then everything's up for grabs. And that's what's unfolded yeah. since 1968. What, five years later, Roe v. Wade? That's right. And then since Roe v. Wade, abortion has just grown into this billion dollar, maybe even trillion dollar industry now. It's huge. It's infiltrated all kinds of elements of society. And it's, it is rooted in, well, you know, we can play God at that moment of conception and try to interfere there. Mm -hmm. We, well, let's play God. You know, it's just fun. Let's play God some more. Let's use babies as spare parts and mm -hmm. let's have living babies that we can kind of tinker with until they're dead. But, you know, we'll keep them alive long enough to, to have even more experiments that we can do. Just diabolical. And, um, you know, it's just, I get, you know, people say, oh, it's a one issue and Strickland, oh, he's just too focused on this. But it is, it is the, the baseline fundamental. And that's what Humane Vitae gets at is we decided back in, you know, the 60s, really before Humane Vitae, yeah. um, and you probably know the story that that was a struggle for Pope, now St. Paul VI. Everybody, he, yeah. I truly believe, because, you know, it's like this huge monster was hovering over him saying, Holy Father, you better make the right choice here and yeah. say that it's okay. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm going to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And it really, if you look at his pontificate after that, he was a, a shattered man in many ways in terms of this world. It's true. But now he's a saint, um, or he was a saint. He was growing to be a saint then because he said it, it comes down to what we talked about earlier and what Archbishop Vigano refers to. People don't want to hear it, but are we relying more on the world or on the truth that God has revealed? Thank God. St. Paul VI relied on the truth of God, yeah. and he went against the world, yeah. and he paid a high price, but a high price in this world is peanuts Amen. if you enter into everlasting life. The high price of your soul and being condemned to hell, that's the high price, and we just don't talk that way enough in the church or in the world today. You know, um, Bishop Strickland, when I read the report, St. Pope Paul VI sent a letter out to certain theologians, like about 100 theologians, to get their opinion on it. And there's a guy in Poland named Cardinal Vitellia, and, <laughs> and then a bishop named Fulton Sheen. Uh, he was, they were the two of a handful of bishops who said, no, you can't, don't change the teaching. And so they, he, they were outnumbered by all the others saying he should, but thanks be to God, like you said, Pope Paul VI didn't listen to the experts, he listened to the Holy Spirit. Now, last thing, and then we'll get to the commandments. <laughs> no, this this was so true because I hear you speaking, Archbishop Vigano, and you speak a similar language. Look what he just said. You've said it. He said to the bishops that we that we have a, a challenge right now to teach people the Christ teachings and not the world teachings. And what he says is this: they, he said, the bishops feel ontologically inferior. He said. 
they consider Christ's teachings to be inadequate, clumsy, and they try to adapt it to a secular mentality. And he said this, and I know he's speaking to me right here when he said it, not just to bishops. He said, they are afraid of appearing outdated, not in step with the times, even centuries late, as another illustrious Jesuit said, may he rest in peace. So the point I'm trying to say is, you're out of step in our culture right now. You're even out of step in a lot of shepherds today. They are not speaking like you, Bishop Strickland. I just want to say thank you. And I know you're taking a hit for it, but like you said, you know what? Um, I'm not doing this for my personal gain. I'm doing it because I'm in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. I don't have a choice. I must preach Christ and him crucified. Is that a fair statement? Is that why you're doing this? Absolutely. And I love that phrase to be out of step with our time. Yeah. To be afraid to be out of step with our time. That really is sad for shepherds to be a priority that they're worried about. Because like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. God is timeless. Yeah. And our time is very brief. Even if you live to be 100 years old, that's a blip on the radar for human history. And to be out of step with your time, um, I mean, you could say Jesus Christ was out of step with his time. If he had been really the leader that many wanted him to be, he would have cozied up to the Roman Empire and gotten the hierarchy of his religious group, the, the Jewish hierarchy, all on his side and, you know, been the revolutionary that they wanted him to be. But he was the son of God. He was he entered into time, thankfully, to minister to us, to bring us his mercy. But he was timeless. He is timeless. Amen. And. I think that we we can have that perspective, but it is the temptation we all fall into to think, oh, I got to worry about my time. Yeah. I got to worry about my stature. I got to worry about my office. And I think I've said it here. I know I've said it other places. I'm on temporary assignment, Terry. <laughs> I love it. So are you. Amen. <laughs> We're all on temporary assignment. Yep. Yep. I agree, Bishop Strickland. All right. I want to switch now. We've been covering the Ten Commandments. We're on the Seventh Commandment, you shall not steal. And for those who want to use the podcast access, you can go back to all the other previous shows by going to virginmostpowerfulradio.org and listening to any of the other podcasts. But Bishop Strickland, I'm on paragraph 2407. And for those who don't own a catechism, if you don't have one and you can't afford one, call me. I'll send you one. I merely mean that because... It's that important that Catholics are high-information Catholics. If it's one thing after 41 years of evangelization in the Catholic Church as a layman, I've noticed, is that we have way too many low-information Catholics. And, And I'm talking about adults, Bishop Strickland, who should know the fundamentals and didn't get it. And so I think a catechism can pick it up. Now, I have a friend here who spent 15 years in prison who read the catechism three times. He came out of prison. He's on fire for the faith. He wants to be a Catholic priest today. And it was because he had the time and energy and the willpower to study his faith. Now, that made, you know what that story made me do, Bishop Strickland? It made me open up my catechism more often. Yeah. Absolutely. I can reread it. And I'm saying, that dude puts me to shame. Because here I am, I'm a free man, and I got plenty of time to be reading and studying my faith. So let's start with paragraph 2407, respect for persons and their goods. Paragraph, it says, 
2407. In economic matters, respect for human dignity requires the practice of the virtue of temperance so as to to moderate attachment to the world's goods and practice the virtue of justice to preserve our neighbor's rights and render him what is his due and the practice of solidarity in accordance with the golden rule and in keeping with the generosity of the Lord who though he was rich yet for your sake became poor so that by his poverty you might become rich. Bishop Strickland, there's there's gold in that paragraph. I mean, wow. Absolutely. Break it down. The message of the gospel. Yeah, that's um, what it is. What does Christ say? It It is difficult for a rich man to enter heaven. And we could talk about that for another hour. Yeah. But that's what we need to remember. Riches in this world— Yeah so easily become an obstacle to our real purpose in life. We need, you know, minimum daily rations. We need to keep our bodies healthy. We need shelter. We need clothing. But we don't need the excess that certainly um, the consumeristic society does say, buy a new one, get 12 of whatever, all of that. As Christians, absolutely, we should work against that because you know a lot of the saints tell us very clearly uh we just celebrated um saint vincent de paul and he he reminds us that when when you have a multiplicity of things that you don't need you've got somebody else's stuff in your house yeah i mean you know and i'm i'm guilty because we're all caught up in it but i'm always giving stuff away. And I'm just a single man. I know it's got to be tougher when you're, you've got your wife that you love and you got your grandkids and your kids and all this. Yeah. And you say, Oh, we, we may need that for Johnny or whatever. But for me, I need to be the model of how much do I need as one man who lives in a, thankfully it's a simple house. I do not have a Bishop's mansion. I don't need a Bishop's mansion. Amen. Um, and Pope Francis really urging bishops to move away from that. I totally agree. Yeah. But we need to remember the spiritual reasons for that move away from materialism and multiplying the riches because they become a burden. Well said. We'll be back with the Seventh Commandment with Bishop Strickland after a short break. Help the Helpless, a Minnesota St. Paul nonprofit organization chaired by Father of Tear and volunteers, is humbly asking you for your kind support to help the poor and the handicapped children in India and Ecuador. Through financial support from the help of the helpless benefactors, the children are provided with clothing, food, education, shelter, and the teachings of the Catholic Church. The mission is to help children thrive and become self-sufficient young adults leading productive lives. We also provide aid to poor families in Ecuador with food baskets, medicines, medical assistance, and help with funeral needs for the deceased. The work in India is done by Father Antonio's organization, St. Mary's. In Ecuador, the work is being done by the Servant Sisters 
of the home of mother. You can call us at 877-762-8857. To learn more, please visit our website, www.helpthehelpless.org. God bless you. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Bishop Strickland Hour. Bishop was just explaining paragraph 2407 regarding respect for persons and their goods and the virtue of temperance. Bishop Strickland, my background after I came out of a monastery was that I went into real estate and I was a door knocker and I used to call 100, phone call, 100 people a day and I was quite successful. I was 13th in the sales in the state of California. It's a little state, so I was very successful and sales. <laughs> That's why I joke with people. I used to sell real estate on planet Earth, and now I sell real estate for heaven. Okay, so here's what happened. I'm, I meet a gentleman. I go to do a res- market research on his property to tell him how much it's worth, and he's an elderly man in his 80s, living alone in a nice big house. And what was weird about it was he was telling me how much assets he has and how he was telling me that he's going to bring all this money with him when he dies. And I was like, I just came out and I said, I got to evangelize this guy, man. Are you kidding me? Last time I looked, there's no hearse following your casket. You, know, you can't bring that money with you. And I tried to convince him that, you know, to give it away to, you know, some charities and, uh, you know, use that for resources to help his fellow man. And he, I said, what about your relative? Nobody. I, and so he was a real, you know, kind of tyrant type guy. And he shows me all his cash, which was a mistake, but he's lucky I'm an honest man. He opens up this vault and shows me like sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 in cash. He says he goes to the bank every week to take cash out to put it in. And I'm like, well, sad. Well, about three months later, I mean, I kept in touch with him because I thought he'd want to sell the house. Well, I found out that he died on the steps of the Bank of America with uh, $5,000 cash on him because he died of a heart attack. And I, and I remember as a young punk at 22 years of age, Bishop Strickland, that moved me to say, I never want to have that in my life. Now, I wanted to have success. I wanted to go and be, you know, top in sales. I wanted to, you know, but I, but I saw what, what he, what money did to this man and, yeah. and I'll never, Terry, ever forget it. Hit me. Let's right now. Yeah. Say a prayer for that man. I'll, let's do it. Heavenly father, we ask your mercy through your son and your spirit. For this man that Terry knew, yep. a son of yours, 
that your mercy may be mm. showered upon him. If if it is your will, it is always your will that we be saved from our iniquities and our sin. We pray for this man. We pray for his soul. He died suddenly. May your mercy be showered upon him. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Because, you know, we don't know. And it, I mean, that's a very sad story oh. because, you know, here's the man. I mean, it looks like he just, if he'd only read one of the gospel stories where yeah. Jesus talks about exactly that, storing yeah. up all these treasures, mm -hmm. and then the next day you're gone. Yes. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I mean, we believe in purgatory. That's we right. believe that God's mercy isn't limited to this time frame because God's timeless. We don't know how long purgatory lasts, but I, I, I was moved to pray for that man because— we trust that those prayers and God, you know, knows our prayers can always be efficacious. They may not do what we're praying for, but when good hearts approach the Lord in humble prayer, yeah. he will use that. Maybe for this man, you know, we don't know. But if it's not for him, maybe it's for the next younger man that's already started down that path that he can wake up to what's really valuable and our poor Savior, you know, he worked so hard, he poured his life yes. out so that people would hold to the pearl of great price. But, you know, that's a very modern story because you're not that old, Terry. No, I'm not. And if you knew this man, I did. It's, 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 it's modern times where that fall from the gospel, and, and we don't know this man, but we know that he was <coughs> caught up in earthly riches. Right. And probably the, the government took it because he wasn't going to give it to anybody else. That's right. And it's just sad. It really is. And I just share that story because it moved me to realize how he was mixed up. And I never, like, I, can't, I hope I never get to that point. And that story I've told, I think I even shared it in my book, How to Share Your Faith with Anyone. Bishop Strickland, we got a few minutes left, but this last, this paragraph 2408 shook me up because I haven't really thought this one through, but it's so true. We're talking about respect for goods of others again. The seventh commandment forbids theft, that is, usurping another's property against the reasonable will of the owner. There is no theft if consent can be presumed or if refusal is contrary to reason and the universal destination of goods. This is the case in obvious and urgent necessity when the only way to provide for the immediate essential needs, food, shelter, clothing, is to be put at one's disposal and use the property of others. I get it. Give us an example when this would be applied, because we might get to that point in our country uh, with what's happening at this point of, of our country's time. So 2408, what are we, what are we saying here? Well, Absolutely. I think what it points to, Terry, is that ultimately, yep. once again, yep. the value is the human person. Amen. And goods are on this earth, yep. food, shelter, clothing, yeah. a place to rest, uh, all of that is here for humans, uh, for the children of God. Yeah. And so if if you reach a point where people are dying because they can't get the food— 
then really it's the obligation of society or whoever has the food to yeah. share it. That's right. Um, and certainly, you you know, we're not we would never encourage violent means. No. But I think really, Terry, um, I don't have children and a wife, but I can imagine for you as a man. Sure. And it's easier in some ways because you're not selfishly doing it for Terry. Yeah. But if your wife was starving. Oh, my gosh. And you had to take action oh, to make get... sure she had some food. Absolutely. Then then it's understandable what that paragraph is talking that's about. Right. And that's and people sadly have been and people probably today in the world are in those circumstances. Well, um, and so. The right to property is important, and we don't steal other person's property. But the right to life is a higher importance than the right to property. And so, I mean, and it doesn't give license for the looting we've no. seen and all of that. No. But it does remind us when is that, as the catechism is always worded very carefully, if we read it carefully, then it doesn't give us license to take someone else's property. But it does put the priorities there. Human life is the greatest value, the greatest treasure of this world, because we're destined for the next world. Bishop Strickland, I'm going to get you in trouble, but I got to say it. And that is, I say that often, I'm sorry. But I I really see the COVID-19 situation where 10,000 children are dying of starvation every month because of what we call collateral damage of COVID-19, the food supply has not has been drying up, and I think, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I never. You, there's no way. I always will tell you what's on my mind, but my mind is that I'm wondering if the effects of COVID-19, of all the people losing jobs and people starving to death around the world, are greater than the disease or the COVID-19. So I, I can only say from my as a layman that I'm beginning to wonder if we need to really look at this from a big perspective that, you know, we've never closed everything down for a virus before. And even in 1968, when we had, you know, 100,000 people die of a flu virus, we didn't close it down. I'm wondering now if we could just look at this objectively to say, wait a minute, people have a right to go to work. And if they want to go to work, even though they might get this disease or this COVID-19, I know that's not your business, but my point is it's tied into this Eighth Commandment that we can't, we can't take people's livelihood away uh, if, if uh, unless it was really uh, a good reason. And I'm beginning to wonder, after six months, uh, what the heck's going on, man? People are losing. They can't go to work. I see the suicide rate going out. I see divorces going up. I'm wondering, this collateral damage is so great that, that it's time to say, time out. Look what Switzerland did. And they didn't have all those issues. They kept everybody working, and they didn't have any more damage to the public. So I, I know this is a ball, a can of worms, Bishop Strickland. I'm only saying, tying it back to the this this commandment, the seventh commandment, and that is that we can't steal. And I'm wondering if, for political reasons, some of this is going on. And I would just say that I hope it's not, because that would be really tragic, because it's the livelihood of a lot of people, and even bringing people to you know, commit suicide because of this situation and the starvation. So I'm just going to leave that where it's at. But I just had to say it because it came to my mind thinking about this commandment. Well, what I'm reminded of, Terry, is as we believe, yeah. life, human life is sacred from conception to natural death. Yep. So yes, I talk about 
the sanctity of the life in the womb all the time. But those children that you mentioned, that is a next level that we have to pay attention to Mm -hmm. because those are innocent. And and when a life is, when someone dies anywhere across the spectrum, we as moral people guided by the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to speak up for children that are in, in sort of some kind of trafficking situation yes. or children that are neglected because of economic choices. Um, if, if children are dying, absolutely. I mean, just because they're born, it's a, it's not like, oh, Bishop Strickland doesn't care if they get born. He just cares about, we have to care about all of them. That's right. We have to care about the four years old, the 14 year olds that may be in sex trafficking yep. and dying because of that. We have to care about those people at crossing a border and dying because of crazy laws that are unjust. I mean, all of those, absolutely. We, I mean, and it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, but when it comes down, if we could flip a switch and say, suddenly all of our laws are going to hold the human person yeah. from conception to natural death as the greatest value, then a lot of the, the corporate stealing that goes on, and the manipulations of people's lives for the sake of profit, all of that would be become, begin to be addressed. I mean, it's this world is never going to be heaven on earth, no. but we've got a lot of work to do if we use those basic principles that human life at whatever age Sacred. is the greatest value, the greatest treasure. Well said. We've got a minute. Could you give us your blessing for our listeners? And I want to just say thank you, Bishop Strickland, for taking the time to teach us the basics on our faith. So if we could get a blessing, that'd be grand. Sure. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Almighty God, we ask your blessing for Terry and for all the listeners, all of his crew that helped to make this this time on the radio possible, that we may continue to seek the truth and humbly be changed by that truth in the power of God's love. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Strickland. And thank you, our listeners. Tell your friends about the Bishop Strickland Hour on social media. We ended up getting 1,500 new YouTube uh, listeners just last week because of you, our listeners. May God richly bless you and your family. And I'll say it even at the Bishop Sheen Strickland Hour. I'm going to say, sorry, Bishop Sheen's full <laughs> sheen ahead at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God love you. St. Faustina's Prayer for Priests. O my Jesus, I beg thee on behalf of the whole church, grant it love and the light of thy spirit, and give power to the words of priests, so that hardened hearts might be brought to repentance and return to thee, O Lord. Lord, give us holy priests. Thou thyself maintain them in holiness. O divine and great high priest, may the power of thy mercy accompany them everywhere and protect them from the devil's traps and snares, which are continually being set for the souls of priests. May the power of thy mercy, O Lord, shatter and bring to naught all that might tarnish the sanctity of priests. For thou canst do all things. Amen. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful Radio, sharing the gospel with clarity and charity.